Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to SCP Archives. Just a few quick things to talk about before we dive into this week's episode. First, transcripts for this episode are now available. We've been working on transcripts for a while, and going forward, our goal is to have transcripts available day of episode release for all future episodes of SCP Archives. We'll also be working on our backlog episodes, uh, starting with the more recently released episodes and working backwards through a catalog to our oldest episodes. And as we hit certain milestones, like fully transcribing the season, I'll let you guys know here. Like I said, we've been developing transcripts and a format for them for a while that I think will be most accessible for everyone. Uh, but that said, we are very new to this. So if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please let us know by reaching out at contact at midnightdisease.net or by visiting our website, midnightdisease.net, and going to our contact page where you can leave us a little note. Going forward, you'll now find a link to a PDF of our transcript in the show notes for each episode. You can also access our transcripts by going to midnightdisease.net, where you'll find a link to transcripts on our homepage, as well as in our individual show pages. My goal going forward is to get all of our past, present, and future content uh, as easily accessible as possible. And that's about all I have to talk about this week. Uh, next week, we have a very special episode with two very special guest stars, um, but that will come next week. So for now, enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Email correspondence on December 15, 2005. From... Site Director August. Two, O five five Secretary. Subject: Regarding containment breach. I'm still not quite sure what just happened. Yesterday, our bots picked up unauthorized changes to documents on our internal servers. Two minutes later, all on-site personnel, including myself, blacked out for three hours. Every camera ceased to function during this period. When we woke up, we all had headaches. The entire site smelled like cigarettes and cheap alcohol. Two of my guards were injured. Three bullets were lodged in my desk. And somebody had shot SCP-3043. The only clue we've got regarding those three hours is SCP-3043's old documentation. Which has been, well, updated. Is one way to put it. I've included it with this email along with the revised documentation for SCP-3043. We've got no clue who this Murphy Law character is. I'm recommending we immediately assign him an SCP identification and start investigating. All the evidence we've got so far indicates that he and SCP-3043 are unrelated anomalies. Also, none of us actually remember him despite some of us being featured in... Whatever the hell this was. The short of it is this. Either he saved us from the mother of all containment breaches, or he just wanted us to think that he did. 
Regardless of which, we need to know who he is and what the hell he's capable of. A light-skinned man leans back in his desk, feet up, reading a newspaper. He's clad in a white-collared shirt, with his trademark trilby hat tossed thoughtlessly atop of his desk. We can see his shoulder-strapped holster. It carries a 44 Magnum. A bent cigarette rests between his lips. His name is Murphy, and he's ready to give anyone a bit of the business. He's hard and handsome, with the sort of face you could use to smash up concrete, then dust off and still take home to show your mom. He's also our narrator. His voice is a harsh growl, as if he just swallowed a fistful of spent cigarette butts and followed it down with a sulfuric acid chaser. You see a lot of ugly in this line of work. Good people with bellies full of lead, left to bleed out in the rain-soaked alleyways. Love ruined, turned inside out until it just becomes an angry, festering sore. Statues that'll kill you as fast as you blink. The door to the office flies open. A dark-skinned woman dressed in a white lab coat bursts in. She's in her 40s and has a fierce, vibrant beauty. This is the Dr. Lewis. And although she might need Murphy's help, that doesn't mean she's going to like it. But when it comes to ugly, nothing beats a containment breach. What? What am I doing here? She wasn't the first beautiful woman to burst into my office and ask me that question. Same as anyone else, Toots. You need my help. Don't call me Toots. I've got a fucking doctorate in molecular physics. How can I help? I don't... I, I, I don't... I don't know how I got here. I don't even know what here is. I was... I, I think I was working on something when I heard typing sounds and suddenly... I don't remember... I don't even remember my name. A beautiful woman with a doctorate in molecular physics and no memory of who she was or how she got here. Her eyes told me she needed my help. Her name badge told me the rest. Your Professor Michelle Lewis. The researcher looks down at her name badge as if noticing it for the first time. She appears shocked. Her eyes rise back up to stare at Murphy. She now knows her name. It is Dr. Lewis. I... right. That's my name. I work for the Foundation. The Foundation. A bunch of pencil-pushing geeks trying to figure out where the magicians were hiding all those rabbits they pulled out of their hats. I should have turned her away right then and there. When the Foundation's involved, you know it ain't gonna be nothing but trouble. Murphy scowls, but nods his head moving to open a drawer in his desk. But me? I'm not the sort of man who stays away from trouble. Murphy pulls out two shot glasses, along with a bottle of half-finished whiskey. He sets them top of his desk, focusing his icy stare on Dr. Lewis. I'm the sort who slides on over next to trouble and buys her a drink. All right, Professor. I'll take the case. You will? I, I mean, wait... What? My name is Murphy Law, and I'm the guy you call when everything that could go wrong did. Interior, Murphy's car. Night. Murphy drives. 
Dr. Lewis stares out the window in the passenger seat. City lights wash through the car, casting both of them in a metallic tangerine glow. Dr. Lewis is wearing her seatbelt. Murphy isn't. All right, Professor, talk to me. What else do you remember? How did we... How did we get inside this... She was smart, but that was part of the problem. She was too smart. Always thinking too much. Sometimes you just gotta go along for the ride. Focus on the problem. What do you remember before stepping into my office? Hmm. Right. I was working on something... Updating documentation, I think. Something about a change. An important one. That's when I heard typing in the other room, and then I felt dizzy. And it was like... Like something was trying to erase me. Erase the thoughts in my head, even as I was having them. Sounded to me like the professor stumbled onto something she wasn't supposed to. Somebody had tried to rub her out. But who? And how? Anything else? I think... I can't remember all the updates I was making, but it had to do with SCP-3043. Alright. What's 3043? I... I... I don't remember. If I was going to figure out this mystery, I had to find out what 3043 really was. And if the professor couldn't tell me, there was only one other person who could. Murphy turns left, brows crinkling with renewed focus. Site Director August. Exterior Foundation Headquarters. Murphy's car parks just outside of a sprawling gated mansion. If Site 95 was the rotting corpse, Site Director August was the worms wriggling inside of its corrupted core. Bribery, extortion, racketeering. He had his dirty paws in the pocket of every two-bit researcher, agent, and D-class from level 9 down to sub-level 7. But he also had ears everywhere. When a gnat took a crap, he heard the plop. If anyone knew what 3043 really was, it would be him. Mr. Law, wait. Murphy pauses, looking back at her. I just remembered. The update I was going to make to the... documentation. Murphy tilts his head, waiting. I was going to change its object class. It isn't safe, Mr. Law. It's... It's Keter. Murphy nods grimly, then turns to shut the door. Filled with conviction, he turns to walk toward the mansion's front gates. Interior Site Director's Office. Morning. The office is expensively furnished, with framed glass windows on three of its four walls. Outside, a lush garden grows on all of its sides. Morning light streams in through the windows, casting the room in a warm glow. Standing behind the desk, facing the rising sun, is a man. He's short, with russet brown skin, a shaved head, and a face full of piercings. He's wearing an exceptionally fine black suit. This is Site Director August, a hard, brilliant man with a heart of steel. As Murphy enters through the door, he's flanked by two men in sharp suits. They're silent, but armed, 
ready to do violence at a snap of August's fingers. As Murphy shrugs himself out of their grip, they situate themselves on either side of him. Mr. Law, you wanted to see me? Yeah, about 3043. When dealing with Site Director August, you didn't try to bluff. You just kept your cards close and hoped to God the man didn't have a better hand. (laughs) That's classified. Is it now? Since when does the Foundation care about classifying safe anomalies? August turns ever so slightly. A pierced eyebrow is raised. How would you know that? And we care about classifying all anomalies, Mr. Law. So I've been told. But a little birdie tells me you might have classified one of them wrong. 3043 ain't safe. It's Cater. August turns completely. Staring Murphy down. (laughs) You've been speaking to Dr. Lewis, I presume. Where is she? Something wasn't right. He was already calling me. And men like Site Director August only smiled the instant before they laid down a winning hand. Safe. Unlike 3043. What is it? August narrows his eyes. He gives the slightest nod. The two men on Murphy's left and right instantly reach for their sidearms. Murphy slams his left elbow into one of the man's stomach. He uses his right hand to draw his Magnum 44. As the second man pulls his piece, Murphy pistol whips him in the temple. He goes down. Murphy spins and opens fire. Three shots in August's desk. August freezes but shows no fear. His eyes narrow. 3043. Last chance. What is it? Murphy pauses long enough to kick one of the men on the floor, but never looks away from August. You know precisely what it is. Humor me. It's you, Mr. Law. You're the anomaly. You're SCP-3043. Murphy narrows his eyes. He gives one last kick to one of the men, then charges out the door. Exterior Foundation Headquarters. Murphy's car is still waiting for him. He runs toward it. Someone had played me like a fiddle. It was all a setup and I was the stooge. As he reaches his car, he finds it empty. No sign of Dr. Lewis. 3043 was going to make me take the heat for whatever it did to the professor. It had wrapped me up nice and tight. Even got me to present myself to the Foundation in a pretty little bow. Murphy gets into the car, starting it up. But there was one thing 3043 didn't count on. A man with nothing to lose. Interior, Dr. Lewis's lab. Murphy kicks down the door clad in his trilby, 44 magnum in hand. The interior of the lab looks like an office. Bookshelves stuffed full of science journals, several desks, paperwork scattered everywhere, and Dr. Lewis's chair. The chair's tall back obscures whoever is sitting in it. One thing kept coming back to mind. One thing that the professor had said. Murphy creeps forward, gun in hand reaching a hand out for the chair. She said she heard 
typing. Murphy grasps the chair, spinning it around. Sitting in the chair is a black 1937 Olympia Elite typewriter. A roll of paper is inside of it. As Murphy points the gun at it, it begins to type furiously. How? How is this possible? 3043 was her goddamn typewriter. Why can't I write your stupid story? What are you? Dr. Lewis suddenly steps out from the shadows, a 45 in hand. She points it squarely at Murphy. Step away from the typewriter, Mr. Law. How are you doing this? Murphy turns, his gun pointed back at Dr. Lewis. It's controlling you, Professor, just like it controlled August and everyone else. It was pretending to be safe, not letting anyone know it was sapient. That's... How the fuck are you even doing this? You're the anomaly, Mr. Law. I have to take you in. Dr. Lewis's hand shakes. The gun trembles. It can rewrite any story it's part of, even the stories in your head. When you realized it, you tried to update the documentation, and it tried to erase your story. Erase you. Stop. Just fucking stop. How the fuck are you rewriting my story into your own fucking stupid Humphrey Bogart fanfic nonsense? I... I have to contain you. Dr. Lewis shudders, stepping back. Her hand lifts to grasp her temple. The gun tumbles to the floor. This isn't right. I'm supposed to be the one in control here. This is supposed to be my story, not yours. Murphy turns pointing his magnum at SCP-3043. Wait! Just fucking wait! Murphy pauses, waiting. Dr. Lewis sinks down to his seat, still rubbing her temples. Alright, look, just... I'll erase myself. I'll erase all documentation about myself, even from other people's heads. Then I'll make my documentation not refer to me, but, you know, just say that this lab is off-limits. That will contain me. 3043 could do it too. Sure, it could have been a trick, but maybe not. Letting 3043 live despite what it had tried to do, it felt like what a good man would do. It'd be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? Yes! You want to be the hero, right? That's what this is about. You're the hero, so just act heroic. Heroes always do what's right. But me? Murphy walks out of the lab and into the street, smoking a cigarette, holstering his piece. He walks away, toward the fading sun. I'm no hero. I'm Murphy Law. Interior, Dr. Lewis's lab. Dr. Lewis, now starting to recover, walks toward SCP-3043. Wisps of smoke rise up from it. Two fresh 44 slugs have been pumped into it. Paper inside of it has its previous dialogue, with one addition at the very bottom. I'm just the guy you call when everything that could go wrong... did. Hey everyone, Pacific again with a quick ad break. 
And a reminder, you can get ad-free and bonus episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. And now, back to the show. Item number SCP-3043. Object class, neutralized. Formerly safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-3043 has been kept in a secure locker on site. Access requires level 3 clearance. Description. SCP-3043 is a 1937 Olympia Elite typewriter. Two 44 caliber bullets are lodged in its casing. Before it was neutralized, SCP-3043 exhibited the ability to rewrite any physical document within its immediate vicinity to match whatever was typed into it. It was neutralized before any additional properties could be confirmed. On December 14, 2005, a containment breach occurred at Site-95. During this breach, an unknown anomalous event prevented all outside contact for approximately three hours. All entities affected by this anomaly have no recollection of the events that occurred during these three hours. Furthermore, all recording devices within Site-95 appear to have malfunctioned during this period. Shortly after this event concluded, Site-95 reported all SCPs were now contained with the exception of SCP-3043. SCP-3043 was found in Dr. Lewis's office in its current state. Dr. Lewis also discovered that all copies of SCP-3043's documentation were now replaced with an updated version. See Attached Files. Exterior. Docks. Sunset. Murphy stands at the edge of the docks, watching the sun go down on just another day. Behind him, two sleek black cars roll up. A dozen men start pouring out of them, but he doesn't bother to look back. The men are smartly dressed in black suits. They crowd around a short old woman dressed in white. She slowly approaches Murphy, leaning heavily on her cane. One man follows her closely, her personal secretary and bodyguard. The man is Agent Frederick. Whatever it is, he does it by the books. The woman is 055, and if we told you anything else, we'd have to kill you. 055 moves to watch the sunset beside Murphy. Agent Frederick is clearly displeased. He'd rather she not get too close. You did some good work today, Mr. Law. Yeah. Yeah. 055 reaches to pull a cigarette out of her pocket, placing it between her lips. If we ever need your services, how might we contact you? Murphy leans forward and plucks a cigarette out of 055's mouth. Agent Frederick immediately reaches for his firearm, but 055 lifts her hand to stop him. I'll be around. Murphy tucks the cigarette behind his ear for later. As he walks away, a fog begins to roll in. Agent Frederick steps forward as if to go after Murphy. 055 grabs him by the shoulder. But he's an anomaly. We can't let him go. We have to contain him. Forget it, Fred. It's Chinatown. Agent Frederick slides his hand away from his firearm. Together they watch Murphy walk off into the foggy night. The camera focuses on Murphy's silhouette as the view fades to black. Fade out. Credits roll. Dr. Lewis, played by 
Michelle Lewis. Site Director August, played by Jeremiah August. SCP-3043, played by a 1937 Olympia Elite typewriter. Murphy Law, played by himself. Agent Frederick, played by Fred. 055, played by... With special thanks to Site 95. Look for Murphy Law to return in. The foundation always rings twice. The end. Item number SCP-3143 Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures Attempts to contain SCP-3143 are ongoing. A Foundation-operated bot, I.O. is Meta, is to monitor online fiction communities for signs of its emergence. When found, an authorized member of the Pataphysics Department is to be assigned to deconstruct it. MTF Iota 10, Damn Freds, is to investigate any leads regarding possible locations of SCP-3143-A. If found, he's to be apprehended and taken into Foundation custody. Description SCP-3143 is an intrafictional construct. When active, this construct exhibits the ability to temporarily flatten portions of reality into a script-like narrative. This narrative is derivative of the genre established by North American writers of hard-boiled and noir fiction. During this period, SCP-3143 takes on the role of the main character, a 1930s private detective, hired to solve a case. All entities flattened by its effects become characters within the narrative surrounding it, exhibiting personalities and attributes typical of the genre style. The narrative will continue until SCP-3143's actions lead to a resolution consistent with the genre. At this point, the narrative will conclude and reality will revert. Events which occurred within the narrative will be projected into reality. However, entities involved in these realities will typically have no recollection of what occurred. SCP-3143 was first noted in 2005 in the aftermath of a containment breach at Site-95. In 2012, the Foundation's Pataphysics Department worked alongside the Department of Analytics to make contact with and apprehend SCP-3143. SCP-3143-A is Murphy Lawton, SCP-3143's author. Addendum 3143.1 Interview Logs Date February 2nd, 2012. Interviewer, Dr. Thalm. SCP-3143-A. SCP-3143, SCP-3143-A. Note, Dr. Thaddeus Thalm is part of the Pataphysic Department. He has a degree in English Literature and specializes in the analysis of fiction. Interior, Murphy Law Detective Agency. Night. A light-skinned man sits alone in his office. A blade of moonlight cuts across his face. His trademark trilby hat is tossed thoughtlessly across his desk. A bent cigarette is nearby, left smoldering in an ashtray. His shirt is stained with blood. Some of it might even be his own. He's got a slug of bourbon in his hand, a slug of lead buried in his chest, 
and six more waiting for the next son of a bitch who comes through that door, courtesy of his 44. His name is Murphy Law, and if you think his number is up, then you haven't been counting. He's the sort of man you pray for when you need him, and the sort you curse when you don't. He is also our Murphy. His voice is a husky snarl, as if he's got a throat stuffed full of sandpaper and rusty nails. If there's one thing the Foundation is good at, it's tying up loose ends. I knew it was just a matter of time before the lab coats tried to shove me in a box. The door to the office flies open. An old man in a lab coat enters. He's got a scowl so deep it's been carved down into the bone. This is Dr. Thalm, and he's here to get to the bottom of this, no matter what the cost. But if they wanted to contain me, they were going to need a bigger box. Hello, SVP-3143. How are you doing today? He wanted answers. I just wanted out. Murphy finishes the shot of bourbon and levels his pistol at Dr. Thalm's chest. Give me a good reason why I shouldn't ventilate you right now, Doc. Dr. Thalm raises an eyebrow, folding his arms across his chest. Because you can't. If he thought I didn't have the moxie to plug him full of lead, then he had another thing coming. Specifically, a whole lot of lead. You do know that I can hear you narrating, right? What the hell was he on about? Something wasn't right. You're an intrafictional construct. A sapient story that can warp reality. Specifically, you flatten it into a movie script that mimics crime fiction and hard-boiled noir. This wasn't... what? And let's be honest, it's not even proper noir. The defining element of the style is the anti-hero. The character with no prospects, trapped in a world with no future. But after reviewing your file, I can see that you don't qualify. I don't... qualify? Your narrative is heroic and simple, with clear villains and heroes. In the end, the day is saved without consequence. That's not hard-boiled, it's certainly not noir. You're just fantasy escapism, dressed up in a suit, a hat, and a drinking habit. Where... where are we? What's happening? You rely on the tropes of noir, outwardly rejecting the notion of appearances and style while secretly embracing them, engaging in a hyper-masculine narrative based around the myth of the frontier, only projected in an urban environment. What is this? But you fail to faithfully replicate their complex, dense settings where moral action is all but impossible. You fail to connect to the essence of what makes noir what it is. You are, in a sense, merely parodying it. An unintentional satire, if you will. What? What's going on? And on top of it all, your name is based on an absurdly contrived pun. What are you doing? I'm deconstructing you, SCP-3143. I'm containing you. I... I don't understand. I'd like to speak with the author, please. Mr. Lawton, are you there? How? Hello, SCP-3143-A. Where am I? Who am I? You are Murphy Lawton, a retired shoe salesman from New Jersey. You live alone. Save for your two cats. I'm... Oh, God. How did I get here? We believe you accidentally created an intrafictional construct. Do you recall a screenplay of yours? Uh, It Always Rains. I... I think so. I don't... Oh, God. 
I think we've done enough for today, Mr. Lawton. I'll give you a chance to rest and settle in. We can continue this interview later, if that's all right with you. I... yeah. Uh... yeah. Okay. Okay. I need to gather my thoughts. Of course. Date. February 3rd, 2012. Interviewer. Dr. Thalm. SCP-3143-A. SCP-3143-A. Begin log. How are you feeling today, Mr. Lawton? Um, a little better, I think. Still confused. Good. I understand this must all be quite bewildering. So I've just been trapped all this time? Narrating or writing this ongoing story? My memory of all of this is just so foggy. Something like that, yes. We found an unfinished copy of your script. It always rains. That's how we determined who you were. God, I remember that. It was... Yeah, I wanted to write, um... Write a story or something, I think. Something like what I read as a little kid. Somehow you managed to bring the narrative to life. Literally. You became the main character, in a sense. Right. So... If it's all right with you, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Okay, but, uh, can I ask you something first? Of course. You read the script, right? Yes, it was required as part of my preparation for this assignment. Did you... Uh, you know, did you think it was any good? Uh... Do you want a frank assessment, Mr. Lawton? Sure. It was fairly awful. Oh. Now, moving on. Is it okay if we do this later? I think I have a headache. Look, I'm sorry. It's just that I... No, it's all right, Mr. Lawton. You've been through a lot. Take whatever time you need. Date. February 4th, 2012. Interviewer, Dr. Thalm. Subject, SCP-3143-A. Begin log. Good morning, Mr. Lawton. Ugh. I see from your charts you haven't been eating. Do you want to talk about that? Not really. I've also been informed you've been trying to write more fiction about SCP-3143. Until you took my pencils away. Mr. Lawton, that was for your own safety. Until we understand how the anomaly occurred, we can't allow you to... Oh, screw you. You just think it's crap. I didn't say that. But you were thinking it, weren't you? Well, I wouldn't call it crap. Why did you have to stop the story? What was the problem? He was helping people. It was fun. That's not the point. We can't have anomalies running around and... And what? Telling stories that you don't like? Stories that aren't yours? Stories that aren't... Cut the crap, Doc. We both know what's going on here. I'm not sure what you're insinuating. You use a veneer of objectivity to try and create a sense of distance, of detachment, to make the incredible seem credible. Wait, what? You cloak yourself in the outward trappings of science. The terms, the titles, the interview logs. All in some desperate, contrived attempt to make it sound a little more reasonable. A little more respectable. A little more plausible. Wait, what are you... Stop! 
You can't- All so you can convince them to buy into your little story. But at the end of the day, what does it all amount to, Doc? Just one more gimmick, one more swindle, one more way to play the same con. How? This isn't... I deconstructed you! You can't... When it comes right down to it, me, them, hell, even you, we're all just characters in that trashy dime store novel called Life. Murphy grabs Dr. Thalmite collar, pulling him close. Sorry to break it to you, Doc, but you're just a spooky ghost story dressed up in a lab coat, glasses, and a funny little accent. Murphy throws him aside. But if you're lucky, and you play your cards just right, maybe you'll find a way to write your own story. Murphy pauses to light a cigarette. Not me, though. I'm no author. Murphy walks toward the exit. I'm Murphy Law. Dr. Thumb struggles to get up, grasping at the edge of the table. As he does, he sees a copy of the interview log on the desk in front of him. The log contains this complete text, with one notable addition at the very bottom. I'm just the guy you call when everything that could go wrong... did. The camera zooms in down to the bottom of the interview log. Email correspondence on March 15, 2012. From Site Director August to O5 Secretary. Subject, SCP-3143. My thoughts. It might not have worked, but this was nevertheless an excellent test run for Dr. Thom and the pataphysics department. I recommend we keep them on the books. They might come in handy. Particularly in regards to developing allegorical and metafictional countermeasures. Besides... It's not like a fictitious department with fictitious employees has a costly upkeep. Otherwise, leave the article as is. It might contain several inconsistencies, the fact that neither Murphy Lawton nor It Always Rains actually exists being the most glaring. But further edits could invite unwanted attention from SCP-3143. On that note, let's leave SCP-3143 alone for a while. Yes, we've learned quite a bit about him, but he's also learned quite a bit about us. Until we know precisely how his abilities work, further efforts to contain him could be dangerous. I'm particularly concerned with what he said during the final interview. It sounds like he thinks we're all just as fictitious as he is. On a final note, SCP-423 is currently missing. I'm concerned it might have something to do with our little experiment. I'm having some of my people look into it. I'll keep you updated. Site Director, August. Dr. Thalm, played by Thaddeus Thalm. Site Director, August, played by Jeremiah August. MTF Iota 10, played by Fred. And Murphy Law, played by himself. With special thanks to the Pataphysics Department. Look for Thaddeus Thumb to return in. Never met a fictional character I didn't like. The End (laughs) 
This episode was made possible thanks to our patrons. Joining us this week was Batman Robinson, Alan Lewis, Ramius, Sad Man, Joel Mulvena, Samuel Barron, and Luis A. Gerardo. Thanks, guys. Your support means the world, and it helps us do what we do. SCP-3043 and 3143 were written by The Great Hippo. Our host and narrator is John Grills. August was David Dark. Murphy was Fletcher Armstrong. Dr. Lewis was Tanya Milievic. 3043 and 3143-A were Eric Kemp. 05-5 was Madeline Moore. Frederick was Russ Moore. And Dr. Thom was Graham Rowitz. Our assistant editor is Jesse Hall. Our sound designer is Danny Sweet. And our community manager is Celeste Kession. This episode was transcribed by Antoinette Barry Snowden. Our music is done by the incredible Tom Rory Parsons. And I'm your showrunner, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a bloody disgusting show. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.